Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers, and I've got my two lovely co-hosts back today. Taylor Story, Chris Hayes. Guys, how are we? We're good. Glad to be back. It's great to be back. Can't wait to recap week three. These guys just make so much money off of fantasy football that they take vacations every other week and, and leave yeah. me hanging. So, um, but, you know, we, we got through last week. Glad to have them back. Guys, we are uh, through week three. Through week three of NFL football. We've got some sample size here. We've seen what guys can do. We've seen the workloads players are going to get. Unfortunately, starting to see some injuries. But before we get into recapping week three, let's talk a little bit about some conversations we had over the summer. And let's start with players that we're concerned about, that we were high on in the offseason coming in. And then maybe what do we think we may have gotten wrong in the offseason where we doubted players or situations that they're proving us wrong. So, um, Taylor, why don't you start us off on who we're most concerned about that we were high on? Yeah, the the two that one of them is, there's really one. Um, there's not too many other guys that I was kind of beating the drum for that I was uh, that I'm too wrong on right now, I guess you could say. But Juju is one of them for sure. I mean, I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, you'd think he'd be a guy that's going to be you know, hyper-targeted, I mean, you can say, because he's clearly the best receiver on that team, but it's just not happening. Um, just quiet games, he's had 12 points and 14 points and a four-point game in between that. So nothing to write home about, but... You know, no touchdowns that you think you'd see a little bit more out of Juju, especially on this Chiefs offense where Mahomes has been okay. Um, he hasn't been, you know, world beater, but he hasn't been awful either. So that's just a little odd for me. I'm really starting to get worried. Um, and another guy was is Hunter Henry, who I thought could have been a good, uh, a good player you pick up as like a, a zero tight end strategy or even a second tight end. And, and I'm not even wanting to keep him as a second tight end. Uh, spoiler alert, I will be dropping him tonight in our league. Uh, so very disappointed there, but, the, but those are really the two guys that I'm most concerned about. Um, I mean, with some of these other guys popping off, Juju's got a couple more weeks of, you know, no touchdown and no, no real boom production to being a, uh, an easy drop candidate, which is sad to say. Yeah, and I, I bought into the the Juju stuff. I've got him in our league, and yeah, I mean it's been it's been frustrating because at the least I figured that he could be underneath target, a safety valve for Patrick Mahomes in a high volume offense that would at least get the receptions and full PPR. But haven't haven't really even seen that. And then Hunter Henry, I mean the tight end position, which we talked about pre show with you know like Tyler Conklin is tight end three right now in full PPR is just. Mm-hmm. And a little chaotic. Um, obviously, I don't think the Mac Jones injury helps Hunter Henry or anybody in that offense at this point. So, yeah, that one's that one's a little little tough to swallow. Um, Chris, how about how about your guys? Yeah, I've got three guys listed for for me that I'm concerned with. Uh, number one on the list is probably Joe Mixon. Um, I was really high on the Bengals coming into the season, the revamped offensive line, um, but things haven't really quite come together yet for the Bengals. I'm, you know, I'm not pushing I'm not on red alert with Joe Mixon but I am concerned he's only averaging 2.8 yards per per carry on 58 attempts so like that's that's not ideal in an offense that he should be thriving in especially this last game when the Bengals 
were in command pretty much the whole time, and he wasn't really getting anything going. He even had a, a receiving touchdown vultured away by Samaje P. Ryan. So for, for Mixon fans like myself, it's really quite frustrating. Um, another guy I was high on coming in was DJ Moore. Um, in the past, he, he's just been a target monster, and with Baker Mayfield, I thought his ceiling would have been quite a bit more, but I didn't think his floor was going to drop significantly. Um, Moore has received only six targets a game. Uh, the first three weeks of the season, and the Panthers' offense as a whole has been pretty inefficient thus far. Um, so DJ Moore has been pretty disappointing. I think he's only exceeded uh, ten. I think he's only exceeded ten fantasy points once this season. So that's super unfortunate. And the last one is Allen Robinson. Um, Allen Robinson has been very inconsistent to start the year. It's really still the Cooper Cup show, but I. Th- thought Robinson would come in and kind of, you know, be a consistent force in that offense, but he hasn't. He had one good game against Atlanta, and he's been pretty much a no-show in the other two against the Bills and, mm-hmm. uh, oh Lord, and, uh, and Arizona. So those are the three I really focus in on. Um, Allen Robinson, I, you, know, you may not want to drop him just yet, but I'm, de- I'm certainly not starting him anymore. I'm benching DJ Moore. I'm not benching Joe Mixon for now, but... I am concerned. I drop him. Drop Joe Mixon? Oh, no, Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have drafted him in the first place, though. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You made that, you made that abundantly clear. Yes. Um, so for my guys, like I'll start off with Travis Etienne. Um, so part of this is I wasn't expecting the recovery for James Robinson to go as quickly as it did, right. but... Even if it did, I, I knew there was going to be a split at some point in the season, but I was hoping ETN would have work out of the backfield as the pass catching back and that he could make plays in space. And I'm just, he's not even getting the majority of the passing work compared to James Robinson. They're pretty much splitting some of that. Robinson's getting the majority of the carries, especially in the red zone. And then Trevor Lawrence isn't even looking to dump the ball off out of the backfield to Robinson and ET in that much. It's going downfield to Christian Kirk, to Zay Jones, to Marvin Jones. Um, so that so far has been a miss and I'm not completely giving up hope because I think there's talent and this offense looks as, as much as I thought it was going to be improved. I didn't think it would look as good as it is right now. So there's still hope, but I am pretty concerned with how high that I was on ETN. And then second guy, I mean like t- Taylor, just Albert O tight end right mm. i mean we mm. thought that was going to be mm. a much no hold on hold on no no no, no i didn't no. say anything i didn't say anything yes we're talking about the offense here as a whole um but yeah just thought that this offense would be a whole lot better right that judy and sutton and albert O, especially with tim patrick out would look better we thought kj hamler could come back and be a deep threat and the offense outside of javante williams and melvin gordon just I've not done anything. Um, so that's the that's the other guy on my list that I was high on that disappointing and, and starting to get more and more concerned and about to hit the panic button on. Yeah. Uh, could it, I mean, if only if there was someone to told you that Alberto was coming, I don't know. Uh, only there were two people five, Yeah. That told you. I have to go try and find those guys. But look, 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 we we split this up so each of us would have players to talk about. We don't need to start looking <laughs> back and on to stuff, okay? Hey, just um, saying. So speaking no, of, no, it's still, it's still kind of early though. So it is. It is early. We need we need more samples. But, but still, you always got to look at it. It's not early for Alberto. 
It's now or never. Okay. <laughs> so now, who did we get wrong in the offseason that is playing well? Players that we were not high on um, that are performing. So I'll go first since I went last on the last one. So I'll start with James Robinson since I just talked about Travis Etienne. I mean, we're talking about in full PPR, the running back, I believe four, right? Three right now behind Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb, um, which is just absolutely absurd to me. But Averaging four and a half yards a carry off of the Achilles tear, three touchdowns. Uh, like I mentioned, getting work out of the backfield in the passing game, uh, six receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so, uh, at least for this year, totally wrong on James Robinson. I thought he was getting ready to go the way of Philip Lindsay. That was literally my quote um, and just going to bounce around. But Doug Peterson and the staff clearly like him and trust him, which I don't blame them. He's proven he could do it before. I was just worried that this was non-athletic guy coming off an Achilles tear, and he clearly is proving me wrong on that. And then the second guy is Jalen Waddle. I mean, you guys know I was not high on this offense. We still got a ways to go. We got some worries about Tua, but particularly Jalen Waddle. I always said that Tyreek Hill was talented. Talent-wise, he's always been top five, but I didn't trust Tua to carry both of these guys. Um, but, man, Waddle looks, Waddle looks really good. I think we've seen – I feel like we've seen this trend of guys like – Waddle, Cooper Cup, Amon Ra, some of these like slot wide receivers that play underneath that have just had really explosive games and seasons here to start the year. And the guys like DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, some of these guys you would consider, you know, kind of alpha wide receivers just as far as size and build are really struggling in how NFL defenses are approaching games. Um, it's it's really interesting to watch. Yeah, it's a model. We love it. I think everybody's going to be wrong on James Robinson, right? Yeah, we saw that coming. Uh, Not, not what he's doing so far. Yeah, Yeah. no, no chance. But I was, I put him on there because I literally was like, this guy's career is close to over. So I I went extreme, and he is in the exact opposite direction as RB three right now. Yeah, Chris, Chris, what you got? What you got going on over there? I've got. uh, I guess I'll start with Corderell Patterson. Um, I expected quite a bit of a regression out of uh, Corderell this this season, but it hasn't been the case. He's actually been in dynamite. Um, I had him listed as an RB three coming into the year, but right now he's an RB one in in all in all formats. Um, his his usage is great. Like I just I just am, am very surprised by by how they're continuing to deploy him. Um, I really thought this would be more of a pass first offense. Um, with Kyle Pitts and Drake London on, on the scene, but Cordero continues to to be used in a variety of ways. Um, he's not over over twenty fantasy points in two of the three games, so he he's been very very impressive. Um, and I I don't really see him slowing down either. This Atlanta offense, I know I talked about it a few times. Like this is a sneaky a sneaky offense, and I I think we've seen that the last last few weeks and things. Seem to go through mm-hmm. Corderell, they go through Drake London, they go through Kyle Pitts. Um, so they've got they kind of they know what they are, which is kind of nice. Like we know where the fantasy pieces are, but I am I'm just surprised that Corderell is producing as well as he has. And the other one is Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, not necessarily because I dislike the player, um, I just didn't trust Jared Goff to the fullest extent, and I didn't think St. Brown would would pick up right where he left off last season. I mean, I had him listed as a wide receiver three to begin the year. Um, and he, he's a wide receiver one right now. And he's, he's just, he's dynamite. I know he's coming off. He, he 
may have come off a little banged up in the last game, but he's just been money in the bank. Um, until Jamison Williams comes back, you know, that's kind of a wait and see. But I think Amon Ra, even when Williams comes back, he's at least a wide receiver too. The way the Lions offense is moving the ball right now, and if DeAndre Swift is out for an extended period of time, I think we'll see mm-hmm. even more of the passing game. Yeah, I think those are two guys I probably could have put as well. Um, Cordell, I said I, I think I, I think I said he was just going to kind of regress a little yeah. bit. Um, I wasn't Anything necessarily out back. on him. Yeah, he he does look he does still look good. So still definitely a little bit wrong. Same with Amon Ra. Uh, I, I said he was going to slow down, like you mentioned later in the year. Um, so the jury's still a little bit out on that. I guess when Jamison comes back is kind of when I said he'll start to go down. So. Uh, but he is still definitely having a, a better first half of the season than I even thought. I mean, I thought it was going to be great because he was really going to be the only one there. Uh, but now it's it's going even better than I had imagined. So definitely throw him in there. Um, for me, though, uh, I, I said Clyde Edwards-Alaire was pretty much an afterthought. Um, I, I wanted really nothing to do with him in the few redraft leagues I did. Uh, he wasn't even really a thought. For me personally, uh, I don't know about you guys, but even I, I mean, I never, I don't, I can't even remember seeing him on the draft board and going, oh, maybe Clyde Edwards Alaire. No, like it just never happened to I me. Mean, now he's he's RB four through through three weeks, which is pretty impressive. Um, and I certainly think there's an avenue for him to keep that up. Uh, another guy I'd say that I was I was down on at the start of the year, um, is Trevor Lawrence. A little weird to kind of throw a quarterback in there, but I was I was in the camp that Trevor Lawrence can't really be a QB one and and kind of bring a team uh you know to that next level because really you got Trevor Lawrence as your QB two and he's performing as QB one. He's top mm-hmm. ten right now. Um I don't know if that's part of Christian Kirk just going ballistic and being better than everybody thought he was gonna be. Um I think that contract probably scared people off and turns out Christian Kirk is playing really well uh it's kind of the perfect storm over there so i'm pumping the brakes a little bit but still definitely wrong on lawrence because you got james robinson playing well i mean the offense is playing well so obviously lawrence is going to play well but uh again he's he's got the talent so we'll we'll see here i think he can still finish as you know just pivoting a little bit i think he can finish as like a low end quarterback one or high end qb2 so it's still going to be a good pick in the long run it looks like for lawrence so Definitely just a little bit wrong on uh, on those two guys for me. Yeah, I just, Trevor Lawrence one is really interesting. I, I I don't think Christian Kirk is he's probably part of the part of the answer on why Lawrence has improved, but it has to be Doug Peterson, right? Just yeah. a professional coach and prof- You know, we're back to a professional organization yeah. in Jacksonville compared to the Urban Meyer year. Um, so that probably has a lot to do with it, and. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm right there with you, Taylor. Like I've got him on my team in, in our league, but I wasn't really thinking about tra- drafting him until I saw yeah. I could get him for, you know, three bucks and then it's like mm-hmm. why not? But the Chiefs have leaned on the running backs more. But I will say I do think it is a little like we you may be wrong now, but in the long run you may not be. I mean, right. if you look if you look closely, like Clyde and Jarek McKinnon are pretty much pretty, they're like even. In snaps and and touches mm-hmm. so far, but I mean we're talking about the Chiefs here, so I mean they are they're producing at a they're going to be producing yeah, at a high level. Good offense, mm-hmm. but it is it is a timeshare. There's no doubt about it. 
It's what it seems like for sure. So just a yes. little cautious. You guys remember Ronald Jones? That was that was funny. That was yeah. funny. Anyways, all right. So little, you know, we're, we're three games in. We got some sample size, so we want to talk about some of the takes we had where we, you know, could have gotten a little bit better. And next week we'll hold off till after week four, and then we'll have many more examples of what we got right in the off season or what we're getting right. But um for that guys let's uh let's talk about these these games from last week week three football let's go all right so thursday night game i talked about a little bit on um my preview show for sunday with some of the dfs but want to get y'all's take again i kind of said in the preview show that um whoever whoever played better between chubb and Najee harris their team would win the game um sure enough nick chubb doubled up Najee in rushing yards and had his rushing touchdown as well um jacoby Brissett has looked pretty good through for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and then we've seen Amari Cooper playing really well, seven receptions on 11 targets for 101 yards and a touchdown. And then the David Njoku overpaid breakout game and targets, mm. nine receptions, 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, so what do you guys think about the Browns so far? I mean, it's, it's starting to get interesting if this team can win a few more games before Deshaun Watson gets back. This somehow could potentially be a playoff team out of the AFC North without Deshaun Watson for the majority of the season. I mean, I don't see what they're still good. Defense is still good. So, but I think that I think just going back to Njoku, he could be a guy that he was a guy that I was so far out on. Um, didn't want to add him into that list. We just talked about just off of one game, but I think it seemed like a little bit of a correction to me this week for him um they noticed that the, you know he got no targets in the first two games basically is what it seemed like and they kind of made an effort to get him the ball there in week three um so still a little bit cautious on him uh, i've liked amari cooper so glad to see him pick it up there and we knew what kind of chubb and hunt were going to be so really this offense kind of pivots for me it pivots around what can amari cooper do which way is Njoku going to go and what's going to happen when Watson comes back. So I feel like we're it's going to be pretty up and down from Cooper and New Joke and Joku this season, at least until Watson comes back. Um, but at that point, the playoffs are coming around, and how much do you want to test what's going on with those two guys and rely on them for your team? But as of right now, I mean, there'll be solid options, especially in a pretty weird tight end landscape right now. Um, and Cooper's could be a good flex option week in, week out. So... It's the offense is certainly going in a good direction. Yeah, I think I think unfortunately we're gonna see a lot of this from Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh defense though, no more TJ Watt in the lineup is re- is really gonna hurt this this defense as we saw against against Cleveland. Um Brissett looked you know, he looked good and I just feel like we're guessing at which tight end is gonna produce each week. Like Njoku had a huge game today, but he could have two targets for one catch. You know, next week. That's that's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. With that. I think the targets will always be there for Amari Cooper. I think a, yeah, that he is the alpha in that offense, and there's not really a clear number two. So I think the targets will always be there for him, and production will will be up and down. But everything really revolves around Nick Chubb and Graham. I, you mentioned it before. This game was going to come down to who played better, Najee and Chubb. I mean, it was always going to be Chubb. Chubb's got the superior offensive line. He's got the superior, superior team. Um, I mean, Najee got a, you know, 
he didn't have as many touches as Chubb, but he was close. But I mean, the the offensive lines are they're just night and day. Cleveland's got a good one, and Pittsburgh's is terrible. So that that kind of answers your question there. But we we knew that going in. Yeah, so for everybody, Chubb did have 23 carries to Kareem Hunt's 12, just to show the split for that backfield. Um, but out of the backfield, Kareem Hunt had four targets to Chubb's one. Again, nothing out of the ordinary. Only three receptions for 14 yards. So, you know, those two guys kind of trading off the the big games. We saw Hunt big in week one. Obviously, Chubb has had week two and week three. Uh, but, again, it's kind of what we expect from this backfield and what we've seen in the past. Um, with the Steelers, you know, again, Najee just – 15 carries, three targets, three receptions, only had 56 yards, did get in on the touchdown, which saved some people. Um, and Taylor, we were talking about Deontay Johnson pre-show, right? 11 targets, mm-hmm. eight receptions, 84 yards. Um, didn't get into the end zone, but that's a 34% target share. Um, right. Granted, that's coming from Mitch Trubisky in a bad offense. So, I mean, when are we, we going to see Kenny Pickett, right? I mean, not that – I don't think that's good for – fantasy uh rookie qbs struggle with supporting wide receivers in fantasy so um just wondering what uh what week where are we setting the over under for kenny pickett sighting week six it's coming has to be probably it's it's on the horizon was this yeah yeah week six probably after the bills game they probably won't play him against them yeah i could see that um, just for everybody else out there, Claypool had six targets, three receptions. Pickens, actually the most targets he's seen all year. Seven targets, three receptions. Obviously the ridiculous one-handed catch. He's um, coming. He's coming. I'm not going to spend too much time on the Steelers. I want to get to another gross game. Um, so Panthers, 22. Yeah, Saints, 14. Um, we had a LaVisca Chenault sighting for all the truthers out there. Um, and by sighting, I mean one big play. So two targets, two receptions for 90 yards. Um, and, you know, we've seen DJ Moore, I mean, six targets, but only one reception for two yards. Right. Robbie Anderson got four. I mean, it's the, you know, I was I was happier. We got Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold, but it just looks like a carbon copy um, between these guys. And then, you know, I guess the good news, if anybody – likes Panthers for fantasy football. It's like Christian, Car- Christian McCaffrey got 25 carries for 108 yards and four targets, two receptions for seven yards. Um, so the only other running back to touch the ball was Chuba Hubbard with three carries. Um, so if you're looking for a bright side on the Panthers for fantasy, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah, I think the, a, sorry, the, go ahead. I was just going to say that really the big thing for me, aside from the glaring DJ Moore, uh, lack of production is we haven't really seen a Christian McCaffrey game yet. So that's really all I care about out of the Panthers, to be honest, is is Christian McCaffrey a little, little weird right now? Um, I don't he's, know. It's he's not getting the receiving work that we're used yeah, to. Yeah, he's not. It's, it's just, it's a little bit worrisome. It, it's got to, I mean, I don't have too much CMC, but it's it's got to pick up here pretty soon before we start. I mean, he's going to fall. I mean, he went basically 102. He's going to he's going to slide into that bus talk if he doesn't have a Christian McCaffrey game here soon. I mean, he's averaging 15 a game, so you're fine with it. But at the same time, you're not fine with it with your second overall pick, and he hasn't gotten over I think 17 points yet. So it's it's weird for Christian McCaffrey right now in that offense. The, the crazy part before Chris jumps in is we're 
Christian McCaffrey is a, a bust being the 102. He is yeah. a RB9 in RB4 PPR exactly. right now. That's, that's, that's absurd. But you're right. We haven't seen the yeah. big Christian McCaffrey. You think of CMC, you're, you know, he should be, you're thinking, oh, he should be averaging 30 points. What's going on? So <laughs> it's just, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean it could have been a game flow thing this, this yeah. time. I mean, the Panthers were up this entire game. They were in control. I mean, it says something when McCaffrey has as many carries as Baker is actually throwing the ball. So it, it could have been that, but the lack of receiving work in the first few weeks has been concerning for, for CMC. But I'm not, I'm not freaking out over him. Like, he's still getting so much volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the share is there. It's a, it's, it's due. It's due at some point. So speaking of maybe a struggling running back that we were maybe hoping for more, obviously there were some legal issues and he was dropping in drafts, but Alvin Kamara, 15 rushes, 61 yards, no touchdowns, did get seven targets out of the backfield. But with those coming from Jameis, they're, they're not quite as valuable as they were when it was coming from Drew Brees. Um, so any concerns there? I mean, we've seen Mark Ingram getting his carries five for 18 yards in this game, plus the touchdown um, that got taken away from from Kamara. Or is this just one you've got to wait on? Uh, or is this just going to be an offense that's going to be revolving around Jameis Winston throwing the ball 40 to 50 times? I mean, you've got to wait. You can't, you can't really. I mean, the only thing you could do is maybe go trade for him. Um, but even then, I feel like after three weeks, people are still – you know, it's the Kamara name. They're not going to give you a discount, yet you're going to want to buy at a discount. So it's just, it's really still just not the right time to do so, I'd say, uh, on any front. Not the right time to trade him. Still really not the time to trade for him. And it's really hard to trade for one of these big guys. Uh, I know I said Derrick Henry was one of my early trade targets, it, It's which he's looking like he is. But it's, you're you're only going to get so much of a discount if you're looking to trade Alvin Kamara. So don't go into this thinking you can go in and trade one of these, uh, one of these players. That's you know that's do, like go trade Ceh for Kamara. That's just not going to happen. So you know temp, temper your expectations still. But uh, if you want to try to get anybody at a discount, uh, Kamara, it now is the time to try. But I don't know if the owner is going to be willing to sell at any sort of discount. He'll pick it up, I think. Hey, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty worried about the Saints. Like I was, I was fairly high on Jameis coming in, but that was an asterisk that he needed to stay healthy, and he's not. He's not going to be healthy this entire year, and he's he's arguably a hit away from his spine literally shattering. So I mean, this it, that's fair. This whole Saints offense is is really concerning um, to me, and I I don't know. I think. For Kamara owners, I think it's really more selling at the right time. Like, they're not going to trade him for a discount, but I think when Kamara has a big big game, that's the time to sell him for whatever you can get for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, one says, one says sell, one says buy. <laughs> um, but speaking of Jameis, I mean, 41 attempts, 353 yards, a touchdown, not surprisingly, two interceptions. Uh, so all the air yards from last week for Chris Olave, like 320, some absurd mm-hmm. number. Um, mm-hmm. Actually made connections this week. 13 targets, nine receptions, 147 yards. We saw Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both leave with injuries questionable for next week. So, I mean, it's just going to be more of the same for Olave if both of those guys are out. I mean, I love it. I love Chris Olave. Give me all the Olave. 
yeah, like, he is, he's outstanding. I mean, there was no two ways about it. That was my bold prediction coming in. Chris Olave would be the number one receiver for the Saints by the end of the year. Maybe he may be the one number one receiver by the end of week five. So, yeah, I, um, I was saying that. I said Olave is going to be that Brandon Cooks role for the Saints. Yep. And, you know, he's, Here we slide, he's trying to slide in there. He's trying to slide in there. He so, looks great. I, I, like, I love what I see. He looks yeah. really good. But everything kind of revolves around Jameis. If Andy Dalton yeah. comes in, all bets are all bets are really off. Yeah, who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen at that point? All right, well, the player, and he's playing well. No touchdowns as well. No touchdowns yet. So there's mm-hmm. room for improvement. Well, the Saints don't that, that's, seem to be scoring many touchdowns. Right, but still, it's just, it's good to see. I mean, 22 second ranked wide receiver with a 25 point game and no touchdowns. Yeah, so, sure. I will take that. 13 targets in two straight games. Yes, please. All right, I promised the people we're going to get to some good games, but first we got to talk about the Bears and Texans. Um, so I, I guess big news here is the David Montgomery injury. Khalil Herbert comes in and just absolutely looks like the better running back, which we were saying in the offseason for him, for Tony Pollard. There are a couple of guys. Um, I, I mean, I imagine if people don't have him rostered, he's going to be the number one target on waiver wires this week. Don't. David Montgomery hasn't been ruled out for next week, um, but obviously is not going to get the full workload, which means Herbert with the efficiency we saw, 20 attempts, 157 yards. For those not good at math, that is 7.85 yards a carry. Uh, Two touchdowns, also saw two targets, two receptions, 12 receiving yards. Um, Justin Fields throws the ball 17 times. That's the most this year, so like I guess that's good, but um, only 106 yards, 47 rushing yards, two interceptions there which obviously means none of the wide receivers did anything, not even going to really mention those. Uh, we did see Cole Komet actually catch, catch a pass, three wow. targets, two receptions, 40 yards. So, like, I guess that's Huge. news. Um, but obviously big news here is Khalil Herbert with the David Montgomery injury. Um, Tristan Ebner, undrafted rookie, did get seven carries for 23 yards as well out of the backfield. So maybe a, a, somewhat of a split between those two if Montgomery is out. Yeah, I mean, if... Herbert is on waivers. Go get him. There's no doubt about it. He may not be available yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, if you, I'd say if you play in a league with Fab, though, I wouldn't spend your entire Fab on, on Herbert. Like David Montgomery will be back at some point in the coming weeks, and there will be a timeshare between the two. But you can spend a decent chunk on, on Herbert as long as you believe in the player. And I, yeah, I mean, shout out to Kane as well for his belief in the Bears. Just want to get that out there. <laughs> Brutal, brutal thing to bank on. Yeah, I, the only bright spot of this game, I think, is 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 Khalil Herbert. Uh, I feel like you have to pick him up just to see what happens with him. Um, do you guys think that there is a scenario where he totally usurps David Montgomery for the rest of the year, even when he's back? I mean, I think uh, I don't. Know. There's a small possibility, I don't think, but I don't think just so. because that he's been there, and it's one of those things where he's been there, and they know what they've got in him. I don't think so, but when Herbert gets his chances, he could be good. But when are those chances going to be after I think he'd have last to do, week I think where he'd you're have too to, late on and next week? I think Herbert would have to perform very well against the right. teams. Then the really Texans good. completely. Yeah. If, if I could trust oh NFL Yeah, if I could trust NFL coaches, let alone the Bears coaching staff, to just play their best players, I'd say yes, but no, in short, like a worst case scenario is it's going to be a split backfield. Um, maybe not 50 yeah. 50, but I think. And do you yes. want to split backfield in Chicago? 
no. you know, well, it's an interesting maybe, question. Absolutely, maybe. Just, yeah. They're, they're so committed to running the ball. Volume. Just the volume that's there. I mean, they ran the ball 30 times in the last game. So even if it's a 20 to 10 split, but Khalil Herbert's running for almost eight yards a carry and two touchdowns, like – I don't mind if it's split, but yeah. you know, you just you take the risk with some of these other backfields of which running back is going to get the touchdowns that game, um, and that's that's just kind of the risk you run. Um, but anyways, let's look over at the Texans side again. Not yeah. a whole lot here. We've seen a lot more for Damian Pierce, right? So twenty carries, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Rex Burkhead only three rushing attempt so the weird week one where burkhead got everything and then week two and three has gone 100 percent pierce's way um taylor i do want to hit on brandon cooks you know a guy you talked about olave being similar to that i think we were all high on currently wide receiver 53 in full point ppr had seven targets so that's there that's over 20 percent target share only two receptions for 22 yards with davis mills at quarterback a bunch of guys behind him with three and four targets each. Um, but what do we think about Brandon Cooks right now in this offense? Yeah, I think the offense has just looked abysmal. Um, I mean, there's really been nothing to talk about. Davis Mills doesn't look any good. Uh, there's been a few tight end touchdowns, I, f- I think, but that's really it. I mean, Davis Mills hasn't thrown for over 245 yards. He's got two picks. Just really nothing going for that team. Um, and they play against some good teams. I mean, the Chargers are coming up. You've got Jacksonville the week after. Then you've got a bye week. Uh, Jacksonville's defense is playing well. The Chargers have good corners. Is this going to be? Is there going to be a usable week in the next three weeks for Brandon Cooks? I don't know. Uh, I'm probably looking elsewhere than Brandon Cooks right now, but I don't know if I drop him just yet, just because of the potential that he does have. But it's not looking good for Brandon Cooks. He could be one of those casualties on a bye week like let's say week six comes around and you've got and you've got a few bye weeks brandon cooks could be a guy i see that's dropped so it's it's not looking too good for him which is sad to say um i don't have too much exposure to him but still like the player so it it hurts a little bit yeah i think the problem with cooks right now is that teams have kind of caught on to caught up to davis mills you know they have a full Teams that have played the Texans have had a full offseason to prepare for them. They have tape on them. And Lovey Smith also just wants to run the ball more you know, for him coming, coming back to the head coaching helm. Um, they want to run the ball because they know like, if they can keep their defense off the field, like they're, they're not stopping many people. But, but Damian mm-hmm. Pierce looks good. You know, I'm loving what I see from there. Like Lovey knows what he's got in Damian Pierce. Um, so I'm really excited about that. You know, I started him in our league this week, and, and he was great. So I love seeing those 20 carries and pretty good efficiency. So yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. So he's coming on. So, But Davis Mills and Lovey Smith, it's, it's unfortunate because Brandon Cooks has been so consistent for so long. But I'm hoping he picks it up. But we'll see. All right. Next game. Titans, Raiders, both were 0-2 coming in. Titans get the win, 24-22. Eric Henry kind of getting himself back on track, 20 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Also, the really interesting part, so six targets, five receptions for 58 yards out of Derrick Henry. So they were getting him involved any way that they could, which makes sense when he's your best player and it's not even close. Um, Obviously, maybe being a little bit careful with him early in the year, but you go down – 
0-2. You, you just have to win games at that point, even if it means risking injury in, you know, the NFL, right? These things are going to happen. Um, and then from there, Robert Woods, big game, nine targets, four receptions, 85 yards, not a whole lot to talk about otherwise um, with the receivers. Jeff Swaim got a touchdown, another just random tight end getting touchdowns this year. Uh, so, guys, what do we think about this offense and specifically Derrick Henry? Because I think that's really the one big thing to talk about. Oh, baby, that weather's getting colder. That means Derrick Henry's starting to heat up. It's too late to trade for him. You already missed your chance. Uh, Should have just tried to trade for him week one. But, yeah, that's all you got to say. Derrick Henry's a beast. He's going to be a beast. Uh, Adams is worrisome, though. I mean, you you didn't want to... Yeah, you didn't want to think it could happen going from an actual Hall of Fame quarterback to Derrick Carr. I know what he said in the offseason, but... It's just not true. Um, he's going to have his good games. Like, we already saw one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, the 31-point game week one is certainly ceiling. available every that's, single that's game. Yeah, that's gonna ha- that could happen at any single game, but you can also get 9.2 points any single game. So it's Derek Carr. So you're, you're going to have more of those games than when you would maybe with Aaron Rodgers, or at least you're going to be more worried about them. I'd say um, you're still going to start them every single week, but I feel like there's still going to be more disappointing weeks than, than not. So it's a little, I mean, it's, I'm about as worried as I was in the off season drafting him, right? Like I, we, I knew this was going to happen. He's going to have down weeks, but I mean, next week you'd get four, 35 points again. So you just gotta, you just gotta take what you're gonna get with Adams. Either you can't really complain about it. Um, trade value probably takes a. His trade value is gonna go up and down with these bad weeks. He's gonna have a good week, and someone's gonna go, "Oh yeah, it's because he's Devonte Adams." He's gonna have a bad week, and someone's gonna go, "It's because he's on the Raiders now." So, if you've got him, keep him. If you trade him, hopefully you do it in a week where he has a good week. So, sure, yeah. Um. Taylor, I'm with you on the Titans. I mean, Derrick Henry, it was really only a matter of time. He always kind of gets off to slow starts during during the season to find his rhythm. But I'm really not interested in anyone else on the Titans. Like, the Raiders just can't figure out what they are. And it's really disappointing um, that they lost yeah. this week. And what was arguably a, a must-win game for them. Um, I love the usage that Josh Jacobs is getting. Um, he is... He is the running back one there. I know there was talk of a committee in the preseason, but he's getting mm-hmm. receiving work. He's getting work on the ground, which is which is nice to see. Um, Devontae Adams, I I did trade him in in our league for Justin Jefferson, um, which I felt Huge. like was a, yeah, which I felt like was was a good move. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he if Adams doesn't score, I mean, I know this is like irrelevant to say, but if Adams doesn't score these. T- the touch to these touchdowns this week and in week two, he's like, it's, it's, a, it's a pathetic stat line. And Derek Carr has been yeah. just awful, but it's just absolutely pathetic. Um, and it's really, there's, there's no excuse that Adams should be outperformed by Matt Collins at, at all. Um, and yeah. someone else I'd, I'd love to express my disappointment in is Darren Waller. Like, where are you, dude? Where are you? Touchdowns are going through your hands, literally, and they're being picked off. So, Darren Waller is someone I'm really frustrated with. That's someone that I, that I honestly, I probably should have uh, put him into my uh, uh, 
I'm concerned about but was high on just because Josh McDaniels had such success with Hunter Henry in New England. Um, I was like, you know, this is going to be a good situation for Darren Waller, especially in the red zone, and that just hasn't come to fruition. Three catches on five targets, like that's that's really unacceptable. There's no reason he should be have he should have a similar stat line to Foster Moreau. There's just no excuse. So the Raiders have me really frustrated. Yeah, I think the Josh Jacobs got 13 of 16 carries out of the backfield, 66 yards. That's over five yards a carry. Um, also, I think the even brighter point there is six targets, five receptions for 31 yards. Um, so even without a touchdown, was getting you double-digit points. And, you know, out of the Raiders' backfield, I don't know what more you're asking for. Um, but, yeah, Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins both had 10 targets. Mac Hollins came down with eight of them for 158 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devontae Adams only five for 36. And like you said – Targets and receptions, Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, both even five targets, three receptions. Uh, Moreau actually had 44 yards compared to Waller's 22. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of questions in Las Vegas, um, you know, and with Hunter Renfro out, definitely thought that Waller and Devante would be the ones to step up. They needed to. Um, mm-hmm. Little did we know it would be Mac Hollins. So shout out Mac Hollins for that, for uh, doing something for that offense. Um, next game, speaking of offenses, but only scoring 37 points combined. So Colts 20, Chiefs 17. Um, we talked a little bit about Juju, but I mean, for fantasy, like what what do we trust in this offense? I mean, Travis Kelsey has had big games, but also not so big. And then like the wide receiver position, I mean, literally just roll a dice with like the wide receivers on it and then just play that player if you have a chance to play all six of their wide receivers. And then I do want to talk a little bit about CEH because – as much as I don't like CEH and as much as everybody is telling everyone else to sell high, it's like, man, we've seen this three weeks in a row now. Um, so like, I'm starting to think, is, is it not a fluke? Like, is he just being put in good positions to make plays and it happens to be walk-in touchdowns, whether, you know, in the receiving game, uh, the really interesting thing, like he's not a good running back. He had seven rushing attempts and had zero yards rushing guys. He had a yeah. touchdown, but because of other plays where he got pushed backwards, he had zero rushing yards. Mm-hmm. But again, scored the touchdown, five targets, five receptions. Uh, like Chris said, Jarek McKinnon also got seven rushes for 20 yards, but he's not getting the goal line work. So I- I'm just a little also, confused. You didn't see the receiving work this time that CEH got. Correct. Correct. So that's the interesting piece to me is like, why is that work not going to McKinnon? Because we've seen it go to CEH now pretty consistently for three weeks, at least a split between those two, if not more to CEH. And the other funny thing is like, oh, you have to sell him high now. The problem is nobody's buying him. So like, what are we, what are we selling? Like, I think if you have CEH, you just hold on and hope that this offense plays well and he keeps getting some of these looks because otherwise you're selling him for peanuts because no one actually wants him because they all think they're buying high. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to sell a guy like CEH right now. Um, Travis Kelsey, that's it for me. And I mean, if I've got Mahomes, I'm going to take him. But I don't think I'd seek him out, or wouldn't necessarily be happy if I if I did draft him at where you probably had to. But I'm fine with having him. But yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey for me, that's really it. Um, as far as the Chiefs' offense goes, because it is just. Overall concerning, I feel like. I mean, MVS, up and down games. Juju, up and down games, seemingly. Uh, that's that's really all All I care about is Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, if I've got them. Yeah. I, 
in terms of Kansas City, this and I feel like this was kind of a fluke of a game. Like it, it didn't even feel real. Like Kansas City and and the Bills this week, they just kind of they just floundered about. Like they had a ton of opportunities to score, drop. Like even Kelsey, Kelsey dropped a touchdown in the end zone this week. Like something we never see. Um, no, I, I think these weeks will happen. Like they, it's a seventeen game season, so they're going to be down weeks. Um, and Indianapolis had something to prove as as well, so they they showed up. But in terms of guessing, like who's going to perform each week for for Kansas City, like out of these receivers, it's going to be very difficult. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm a Clyde owner. I don't 100 percent trust him, but I'm going to play him each week because you know, I've got Mahomes, and by the off, it appears to be a decent chance that he throws a touchdown to to Clyde. Like that, that's a nice upside, but. I don't know. The problem is, like, Mahomes is going to produce. You just don't know where it's going to go besides Kelsey. I'm off my soapbox about the Chiefs and CEH and just not understanding what to do with any of them. Um, but let's talk about the team that actually won. So Colts won 22-17. Uh, Matt Ryan looked pretty decent. Two passing touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, we talked about CMC, right, at the 102, but let's talk Jonathan Taylor a little bit as well. 21 carries, 71 yards, um, did have five targets, three receptions for 20 yards, so that's interesting. Uh, and then also saw Michael Pittman back, nine targets, eight receptions, 72 yards. I mean, that's what Michael Pittman's going to do. Yep. And then just a flurry of other wide receivers with some targets, some catches. Alec Pierce, the rookie, had 61 yards on three receptions. And then we talked about it pre-show called on the preview show kylan granson the other tight end in indeed to have a big day and start taking work away from mo alley cox little did i know it would actually be the other other tight end jelani woods who had just two catches 13 yards but two touchdowns um so mm-hmm. as takeaways here and then also talking about jonathan taylor a little bit before we get before i i've got a question for taylor that you're absolutely going to hate is Clyde yes. Edwards Hilaire this year's James Conner? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Like completely like, mm-hmm. as unsexy as it gets. James Robinson is um, this year's James Conner. No, but James Robinson is like playing well. Clyde is not. Well, I look at it as a guy who's Connor played well. touchdowns like every week. I don't think Hilaire can do that. So James Robinson. Yeah, I could see James Robinson being that more so touchdown. You know, just more ch- like they're not gonna like James or uh, James Robinson is not going to. I mean, he's not going to go like twenty for a hundred in a touchdown every game. We're going to see these games where he's he has weeks salvaged by by a touchdown or two touchdowns. I feel like I mean he's got one in each game, and that's why the first two weeks he's got nineteen and fifteen. Uh, I mean, the first week he even had a receiving touchdown as well. So. It's easy to say, take those away. He has a terrible week, which you can't really say that. But, um, I mean, James Conner, I mean, he's had, I mean, last week, last week, Robinson had 2.8 yards of carry, but fell into the end zone and, and got you 15 points. So the volume's going to be there. Like James Conner, who necessarily didn't run the ball too well, you could say last year, as far as overall efficient week in, week out uh, average. But, He's going to get those touchdowns. Like they're going to look to Robinson in when they're in the red zone yeah. to score touchdowns, and they are getting there, which is surprise, which is the surprising part. So it could be James. We could look. 
James Robinson could be this year's James Robinson. So uh, it's it's weird. So I, I think James Robinson's got a better chance than CEH personally. Let me let me just say I'm not a James Conner fan, but James Conner would never run the ball seven times for zero yards. Yeah, it's it just it wouldn't happen. Not. Hey, yeah. not gonna happen. It could happen. It, it maybe like seven he's times. Fall forward at least once. Yeah, like seven times for seven yards and like two touchdowns. That is a James Conner stat line. Seven rushes for zero yards is like strictly a CEH thing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But that was a yeah, no, I like the I like the question. I would just go James Robinson. Yeah. I think he's the red zone guy that know. gets that type of work that I I see being similar to James Conner because he is getting some pass catching work out of the backfield. Um similar to Connor did, but not to go too off on that tangent. I can I can right. see the relation there. Couldn't help it. All right. So Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. Speaking of running backs that aren't scoring touchdowns, um let's let's He'll talk let's talk Taylor. All right. Win. Win. And again, it's like, look, McCaffrey's running back nine. Jonathan Taylor in PPR running back ten. But like people are close to hitting the panic button here. Um, so we just waiting on this. It's just the offense has played bad the first two weeks, and you just you just sit and wait with Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have to. That's all you that's all you can that's do. That's all you can say. Yep. You can't just you yeah. can't jump ship after three weeks with your top pick. You gotta you gotta yeah. sit tight. Yep. And then I think other than that, it's Michael Pittman at wide receiver and everything else just Pittman is still good is what it is. Pittman is still good at book football now that he's healthy. So let's uh let's keep it moving. Guys, Dolphins twenty one, Bills nineteen. Sorry, Chris, if you just want to cut out on this one, that's fine. Yeah, um, take a breather. I just I, I do no Ken Dorsey on you guys. Oh, guys, I don't I don't like victoring lapping or anything like that. And I'm not gonna do it as too soon, but like Chase Edmonds got on the board. I've been waiting. Two touchdown game, like needed it. I I was starting to get really concerned about his usage. And to be honest, I'm still concerned because he yeah. had six carries. Raheem Mostert had eight. Now he ran the ball better because he's a better running back than Raheem Mostert. 21 yards to Mostert's 11. Got the two touchdowns. But the most concerning part for me is one target, one reception, six yards. Um, I know this wasn't a super high-scoring game, but I talked about it on last week's show they were down big to Baltimore, and that's a time when they're throwing the ball and Edmonds needs to be getting receptions, and he just didn't, and they were getting the ball to Raheem Mostert. So I, I somewhat feel like I'm going to victory lap the two touchdowns while also still being extremely concerned about Chase Edmonds and his usage. Um, and then obviously, like Jalen Waddle is an absolute stud, player I was wrong about. Tyreek's still a stud. I just didn't mention him specifically right. because he took a little step back this week as far as production, but that's going to happen. Um and then the other big news, obviously, is Tua's injury. Was it a concussion? Was it a back thing? Let me just say to everybody oh, in the NFL, locked up. if it, uh, everybody in the NFL needs to stop hiding injuries and just be honest about this stuff, because I'd rather I don't like Tua. I really don't. I don't think he is that good of a quarterback. He's got a great system, great wide receivers. But I would rather watch Tua and Josh Allen play against each other for the next ten years than for the Dolphins to try to win one or two more games this year and to uh, end up with serious injuries. So off the soapbox there, but like, let's just be honest with what happened. Um, you don't fall over like that from a back injury. I've had fractures in my back. You, you don't just fall over. Like, yeah, it sucks. It hurts really bad. It's hard to do things, but you don't get wobbly and fall over like that. So yeah, anyways. I've, I've had a few, I've had a few head injuries where you fall backwards and slap your head on the ground like that. That that's one of the worst bell rung feelings ever. I mean, I took an ambulance ride once, but it is what it is. Uh, Tua should not have gone back in the game. I don't know how he's going to play next week. We'll see what comes of that. That's uh, in two days, this Thursday. 
Yeah, Thursday, I mean, good Thursday, Lord. No um, yeah, gosh. Uh, yeah, Waddle, Tyreek, Studs, Chris, and I obviously uh, very smart people. So it's week three. Let's, let's give yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, might as well just give him the Hall of Fame jacket now. Um, I've talked up. No, it's. I've talked up Hill and Waddle all season, and I don't have them on any of my teams. Yeah, wow, that's, that's your fault. Um, that's a bummer. <laughs> way, way to put your money where your mouth is. Anyway, yeah, no, week three, it's still going to play out. Um, we're going to see weeks like this week. Like you said, Tyreek, take a step back, 5.3 points. Uh, the thing, I mean, I, the thing that I was talking about was I still think that Tyreek is going to finish there because of those 47-point weeks, and Waddle's going to finish there because of his his target share. Waddle, I think, will have the higher target share and more touchdowns. Um, and Tyreek's going to have those massive weeks that's going to help him stay there. So both, of, but even it's looking like Waddles can have those big weeks too. I mean, he had 41 points that same week. So mm-hmm. if you were just stacking the Miami offense, you won that week uh, by the end of that game. Um, yeah, long time to go. Edmonds is definitely the most concerning part of this offense. Uh, two is pretty much where we thought he would be. Um, I think he'll settle down a little bit. I don't think he'll have, what did he have? Six touchdowns? Six. Five yeah, touchdowns? Six, six, six touchdowns? That, we're not going to see that a lot. That that was a pretty crazy game. Um, one of those NFL games we see from time to time where uh, somebody just goes bananas. Um, they, were, they, yeah. were against, they were playing against yeah. DBs. I do want to point that out. Okay, there, well, there, there, were, there were four injuries you know, in the secondary. So uh, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you guys would you you would know you would. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bills, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's Edmonds for me is concerning. So hopefully he can pick it up. Um, I don't like to rely on guys that score touchdowns. It's just too unpredictable. Yeah. So I, I I need to see him get more work. If I've got him, I'm probably looking elsewhere for now, to be honest. Um, I, I need to see more touches. I don't know why Mostert is involved, question mark. Uh, don't like that at all. Uh, I think Edmonds is the better player. I, I, he needs more catches. I mean, he's got he's yep. got six catches on the season. That is brutal. That is, We thought he'd have six catches a game. Um, it needs. It just needs to get better. I think he's on the bench for me until I see it improve more consistently or if I need to play him. I mean, you're playing Waddle and Hill every week. I'll, every single week. Every, every, yeah. Um, I play, you're I probably, play Waddle twice. If you're I probably playing Tua every week if you're in a, in a super flex league, though. The way uh, or, I mean, single QB? Single QB, no. Maybe. Super flex. Uh, no, uh, depends who you Soft play. defense? I'm str- he is a very viable yeah. streaming quarterback. Yes. Very, very viable one QB league. Yes, I, I would like to have him on my bench in a one QB league. I would say. Are we, are we talking about Tua because he's QB four right now? Just to throw it out there, I don't like him. Yeah, I'm mostly QB. because of the week, but it's still, right it's, he's he did have the big week, but it's it, he'll. I mean, he's got sixteen and twelve points. Otherwise, I know I mean, he came out a little bit of the last why game. Why does RB four? Are you playing him every week? Still, you, you like the, like like they've got they've got the Jets looking <laughs> I mean, ahead two yeah, weeks. They've I'm got the Jets. I'm week. starting Tua. You know. They That's play the, the Jets week five. I'm starting Tua for sure. I'm starting Zach Wilson in that game. Oh, gosh. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think the Jets are starting Zach Wilson that game, so <laughs> I hope you don't. Uh, anyway, yeah, Chase Edmonds for me for the Dolphins. He's uh, more lo- I mean, he's look, got to we, get more looks in the passing game. Yeah, speaking of running backs, I mean, even the Bills, the Bills running backs switching sides here, it's just another one where I don't really – I don't want to start any of them. I don't want to own any of them. I feel like maybe Chris has got a little more 
a little more take on those guys yeah, or a little more hurt Devin even you could say i don't think i've ever seen I'd, I'd argue that it's it's singletary right chris i mean yeah he's the guy for for sure um i don't think you can expect nine receptions on 11 targets every week that's and a touchdown and a touch, yeah. that's for damn sure. we're gonna see more 4.1 and 8.2 weeks than we're gonna see nine catch weeks for Devin singletary yeah. so uh, there's a few guys that are currently below him that i'd still like Miles Sanders is right below Singletary. I would, I'd still rather have Sanders. I would rather have Sanders as well. Um, I'll take Singletary. Really? I'm doing it. I'd... Okay. But I'm, am I starting either of them? Not really. Uh, in a flex? When I have to? In a flex spot? I guess. I think you could. you can start both of these guys because they're like – are you kind of guessing that they're going to pop off? Yes, but they're both tied to really good offenses, so the opportunities will will be yeah. there for them. I'll say if I've got either one of them in a starting running back spot, I'm probably not doing well. Yeah, if no, they're my flex, I'm probably not doing fine. Yeah, I think yeah. they're I think they're flex plays. I, I wouldn't have them as like an RB two right now, even though that's technically where Singletary is. This was Both of them. This... 22, 23. This game was very interesting, though. I don't think that this game was quite what people expected. I think a lot of people. Gabe were... Davis keeps being Gabe Davis. That's for sure. He's he's still certainly living up to the preseason hype. He is. He dropped a touchdown. I feel like he is. He missed a game well, with injury, and yeah, it's it's going to take a second. I'll drop a touchdown every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me. Chris, I think you're right. Like, if you had told me that Josh Allen was going to have 400 passing yards in this game and then tried to tell me the score was 21 to 19, I would have called you crazy. Right. Um, the Bills had 31 anyway. first downs and almost yeah. 500 yeah. I mean, yards it, of offense. It was it was weird. And obviously, I mean, we're not going to talk about Diggs. Like, 11 targets, 7 receptions, 74 yards. Like, you're playing him no matter what. Uh, was interesting. Isaiah McKenzie uh, kind of taking hold of that slot. A position. I know Crowder still got in there for some looks and some snaps, but McKenzie had nine targets, mm-hmm. seven receptions, 76 yards. Um, so big game for McKenzie there. Yeah, I mean, the only Bills... I think I still have Davis. It's kind of like Miami. The only Bills you're playing consistently every week are, are Allen and Diggs. And maybe, Gabe Davis, yeah. maybe Gabe Davis. Flex. Flex. That's, like that's you can't, really... Like, you can't start Isaiah McKenzie consistently. If you want to pick him up off waivers, I'm sure he's available for you, but you can't start him consistently because Allen is going to he's going to target Diggs quite a bit, and that's kind of that. And then it's just a guessing game from there. And you never know yeah, when so- Reggie Gilliam's going to pop into the end zone as well. He's he's been a target monster and getting some touchdowns. So shout out Reggie Gilliam. I, I never would play him in fantasy, but good for that guy. Um, are we done with Are we done with Dustin Knox, or should I say, can we be? Um, I, Knox is gonna have he's gonna have his weeks, right? We're gonna have these random weeks he's of probably, tight end touchdowns. Knox is probably okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, guys, you can go pick up a Tyler Conklin, a Hunter Henry. I picked up Gerald Everett. Not like you can. You can get guys like that, so why would you hold a spot for Dawson Knox? I mean, he's in the right offense, but there's just way too much variance at just you're going to have to rely on touchdowns with Knox. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Can't do that. Speaking of waivers, um, so before we get to this game, Vikings 28, Lions 24. I, Madison's not on waivers in our league. He's most likely not on waivers in our league, in most leagues, but like, 
do you like Alexander Madison taking over for Dalvin Cook after the injury, or do you like Khalil Herbert more taking over for David Montgomery? Ooh. Uh, for the time that those running backs are out, who has more PPR points per you said game? Herbert, right? Herbert or Madison, more points Herbert. per game because Herbert. somebody may miss more time. But which one? Taylor says Herbert. I think oh. I'd say Herbert too. Like the the volumes there, dude. He looked so freaking good in that game. He looked good last yeah, year. Yeah, I'll probably take Herbert, but it's close. It's very close. Okay, well, just like Herbert. Herbert's like Herbert will be like the number one guy in in Chicago. Sad to say, it's like a one A, one B, and one C in Chicago. Madison will be three, maybe. So yeah, as far as the yeah the spread goes, because I, I think the years of Madison stepping in and being the guy are are over. We saw it last year where it just didn't really come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, went out. I, I think those years are over. Personally, all right. So something to monitor. Obviously, Dalvin inju- Dalvin's shoulder injury. Alexander Madison. I I would think going to start. Dalvin has not been officially ruled out, but it's it's probably going to go that way. Um, and then I want to talk about and. Again, I'll, uh, just looking at splits, Dalvin Cook did get 17 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown before going out hurt. Madison fills in seven carries, 28 yards, and a touchdown as well. Um, Kirk Cousins was not playing on primetime, so good news for Kirk Cousins there. Um, goes 24-41, 260. Justin Jefferson, guys, three receptions on six targets, only 14 yards. Adam Thielen gets a touchdown this week. Eight targets, six receptions, 61 yards. K.J. Osborne got the other touchdown. I think that's kind of similar to like the Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie kind of thing in uh, Buffalo as far as the slot receiver compared to the number two. But eight targets, five receptions, 73 yards for Osborne in the touchdown. So those were the two guys that scored. And then flip a freaking coin on who your tight end is going to be there between Irv Smith, Johnny Munt, and Ben Ellison. Not something I thought I'd be saying preseason. So um, what do you think about the wide receiver core and specifically Justin Jefferson with two I mean, down games for Justin Jefferson. Uh, Plastic, you can't win them all scenario. Justin Jefferson's still going to be wide receiver one. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. He's, I'm not concerned at all with Justin Jefferson. I just, I think Minnesota needs to game plan a little better for how they're going to, or how teams are going to double team him. Um, because that's, that's become apparent the last few weeks, but yeah. <laughs> Jefferson's going to be just fine. Um, the rest of these guys, I mean, Adam Thielen, he is alive. He is alive and well. He's still, still grinding away. Um, it was good to see, I guess it was good to see K.J. Osborne get a little more involved, but I think we're going to see a lot more Jefferson in the, in the coming weeks, so I'm not, I'm not worried at all about, about him. I think, yeah, trade Devontae Adams for him. KJ Osborne is, is good at football. Yeah, don't don't trade Devon. Yeah, yeah, don't trade Justin well, Jefferson for Devonte Adams. Is, yeah, is no, the way bad to, idea. The way to avoid it. It's a good, um, idea, it's a good idea. Yeah, great great idea for the guy. Great JJ. Idea. Um, so other other side of this guy's Lions score twenty four points. Um, made this more of a game uh, than at least the the betting line gave them credit for. Uh, so DeAndre Swift uh, sounds like out injured again. Like I feel like this is just a thing. Taylor, you'll probably trade for him with me this year again, and he'll come back healthy probably. and play well. DeAndre right. Swift seven carries, thirty one yards. Send you an offer. Yeah, go ahead, send it to me. I need one of those wide receiver ones as well. One of the eight you. that you have. have um, 
four targets, three receptions, 15 yards. So like still glad to see that he's getting that work. But again, Jamal Williams, 20 carries, 87 yards with the two touchdowns also had two targets, two receptions, 20 yards. Um, a little bit of a long shot in deep uh, leagues, but Craig Reynolds is going to get some run this week with Swift out. Uh, the split's going to go mm-hmm. Jamal, Craig Reynolds. So just going to throw it out there for somebody. Craig Reynolds could end up getting the red zone rushes. Uh, anytime touchdown bet on Craig Yikes. Reynolds this week, I would I would take that in a heartbeat. Take it. Um, Already did. Just kidding. And then, guys, I'm in Ross St. Brown, right? Six receptions on nine targets, 73 yards. Clearly the guy. Uh, but Josh Reynolds did out-target him. I think that's just a blip on the radar with how coverage was working. Um, Amon Ra did go down with a little bit of an injury. wasn't anything serious. Miss, missed a few snaps, came back in. But, you know, Chris talked about Amon Ra. Just he, he looks good. And thus, Jared Goff looks good in this offense with Swift, Hawkinson, uh, even getting Josh Reynolds and DJ Jark involved. Yeah, all I want to say is, with the Lions, run the tape back. Jared Goff, Jamal Williams. I said to take him. Said thank me later. You should have done it. Graham, we did a lot of best ball. I said take Jamal Williams in every best ball draft you want to do. So did. if you did, I did. good chance you're probably winning. You're in first place right now. So obviously it depends on the rest, rest of the draft went. But, uh, and then TJ Hawkinson, I mean, he's tight end 12. That's basically about where I thought he'd be. I, I've got him in our league. <laughs> It's almost like I don't care. Like I'm going to start Hawkinson every week until he's either hurt or he has a bye week. I'm going to put someone else there, and then I'm just going to go back to starting TJ Hawkinson. Like that's just how bad the tight ends are, and it's about the tier that I expect him to be. So I'm, I'm start. You're starting Hawkinson every week unless you've got like Pitts or Kittle or a top guy, like a guy that's better than Hawkinson. Uh, let's say even just by ADP, going back to the start of the season, that's when you got to debate. But if Hawkinson's the best guy you've got, just roll with him every week. Call it a day. Don't even. It's a headache every week anyway. If he scores you six points, I just think, eh, at least he didn't score zero. And then I move on with my life. So, uh, yeah, Williams and uh, Jared Goff, solid guys that I was kind of touting. So I'm, I'm happy that they're playing well. Long season to go, but still still very happy about it. Yeah, this Detroit offense is, is pretty exciting so far. Jared Goff is playing well. I think he'll be play even better this week um, since Detroit is at home. Um, but I am worried about Amon Ra. He did come out banged up, and I, he could be in danger of missing week four with the ankle injury, so I am a little concerned about that. Jamal Williams looks great. He's going to be a focal point of the offense, especially if Amon Ra misses time, but even if Amon Ra is out, and it will change how Detroit Detroit moves the ball, but I think DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, Hawkinson, and Jamal Williams should all be able to step up against a pretty poor Seattle team. If jo- if Jamal Williams is available out on waivers somehow, I'd definitely recommend using some fab on him. Or, you know, pray to God that your your waiver priority is good. Um, but yeah, Detroit's a fun team to watch right now. They're not going to win a lot. Of, they're not. They're not going to win a lot of games, but they're going to be pretty good no. for fans. They'll be in them, which is good. So, uh, what I say, Super Bowl in 2024, 2025? What is, is that what I said? I think it was 25. We're headed the right direction here. Um, I've got it marked on my whiteboard. Good, good. We're taking, taking notes here. All right. Ravens, 37. Patriots, 26. Uh, guys, Lamar Jackson is, is good at football. Um, so good. I, I just, 
I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, so four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, over 100 yards rushing, over 200 yards passing. Uh, it just goes on and on. Um, QB1 right now, and I don't think there's any question. Uh, but J.K. Dobbins, first game back, seven carries, 23 yards. Uh, Justice Hill did have six carries for 60 yards, so 10 a carry for those struggling with math. Uh, J.K. Dobbins did actually surprisingly see two targets as well out of the backfield. Evan Duvernay got a touchdown again, so that's three straight weeks. Uh, he did have a special teams touchdown last week. Uh, Rashad Bateman, a little bit slower week, four targets, two receptions, 59 yards. And then there is a new tight end one, Mark Andrews, 13 targets, eight receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then randomly, Josh Oliver also got a touchdown. If you don't know who that is, that is the third string tight end in Baltimore. Um, Wake up for your if you don't know what that is your Jeopardy questions coming up. Um, so, fellas, I don't know how much more we need to talk about the Ravens. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to get more touches as he progresses from recovering from this injury. And yep. then obviously, you just start Lamar Jackson, you start Rashad Bateman, and I'm yep. very happy I took a lot of Devin Duvernay in best ball. Um, oh, and start Mark Andrews. Uh, that was a given. Yeah, all, all I'm going to say about this team is uh, just checking in on my uh, on my Mark Andrews MVP vote. It is looking great. It's it's early. He's, he's got to beat the guy on his team for MVP. What are we talking about? Oh, okay. No, no, no. And fantasy MVP. Exactly. Still Lamar. <laughs> still still got to beat Lamar. So. Yes. He's, he's got to get the, the league MVP. He's, he's got to get right. the ball from Lamar. Good at football. Um, yeah, you're starting Mark Andrews every week. We're not really surprised that he's the tight end one. He's been outstanding. Lamar is, is he, he's literally on one right now. It's, it's insane. I am excited about J.K. Dobbins. Um, He's gonna he's gonna come back and find find form. Devin Duvernay, it's I mean, Graham, I know you're excited, but it's it's not sustainable. Like it's it's visit it's just not it's not gonna continue no, his, not his gonna. touchdown pace. Rashad Bateman, it's hard to sit Rashad Bateman right now with the way Lamar is playing. So you can f- continue to fire him up. I, I think this is the floor. I know he had the fumble, but this is probably the floor for Bateman. So I wouldn't get too concerned. Um, with the way, especially with the way Lamar is playing. So if you've got pieces of this offense, specifically Bateman, Andrews, Lamar, obviously, and Dobbins, you know, fire them up. The ceiling is the roof. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Um, what, what was that? We're not going to get into Duke UNC yeah. here. Yeah, not right now. No. All right. So Gross. Uh, Patriots, speaking of just things we don't want to talk about, um, some Mac injuries. Mac Jones injury, potential high ankle sprain. Uh, looks like Brian Hoyer might be the guy yeah. coming in. Um, Devontae Parker, like shout out to those of you that played Devontae Parker in your fantasy league. Ten targets, five receptions, 156 yards. Um, we did see Johnny Smith out target, out receive more yards than Hunter Henry. And then again, if you go back, listen, guys, DFS show, Ramondre Stevenson was the one to play last week. And 12 carries, 73 yards, more in both than Damian Harris, plus the touchdown. Also, maybe more importantly, five targets, four receptions, 28 yards. That totaled up to 20.1 fantasy points. Um, so, big play in DFS last week. Got it right. This was the week to do it. Uh, but other than that, not not really into talking about Patriots in fantasy football. No, not at all. Wasteland. Andre looks good. But this offense could take it, 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 this could yes. take a huge tumble with Mac going up. But I mean, he played like crap, and they still they still produced. But the running backs, but I, I don't know, it's kind of a disaster. Yeah. We'll, uh, 
We'll move on. Uh, so Bengals, 27, Jets, 12. Um, Joe Burrow kind of getting back into the swing of things. 275 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, we do see Joe Mixon, 12 carries to Samaj Pirine's nine. So somebody riddle me that. Uh, Mixon, 24 yes. yards. Pirine, 47 yards. Um, I guess the upside is Mixon got seven targets, but at the same time, Samaj Pirine had the receiving touchdown. So a little concern there. This week, guys, it was Tyler Boyd with the big play for the touchdown. Um, Jamar Chase also caught a touchdown pass. Uh, T. Higgins Higgins did have – Yeah, T. Higgins did have – He had a touchdown. Had a touchdown, yep, um, on 93 yards. So (laughs) these wide receivers are going to do what they do, right? Um, And Not worried. But the backfield, man, that splits just – that's weird. Samaj Piran should not be getting that many touches away from Joe Mixon, but I'm also not an NFL coach. I think the only thing I want to take away from this entire game, Bengals are going to be Bengals. We don't really have to say much about them. I Joe Flacco should start for the Jets. Let's just be honest. They're going to be bad either way. Joe Flacco moves the ball. Stop it. Get Zach Wilson Stop. out of there. He scored 12 points against the Bengals elite. No, I, I, elite. Okay, let me say. Super me, Bowls. How many Super Bowls does Zach Wilson let me, have? Let me say, but, well, if Zach Wilson plays 30 years in the NFL like rest, Flacco has, well, he'll have one. Um, I rest my right. So, I do like Flacco, so I don't mean any offense to Flacco. Um, he's been throwing the ball over 50 times a game in this offense. I think his arm's probably about to fall off. And, I, I mean, I, I want to see the young quarterback with this young wide receiver core. Watching Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, um, and then you add in Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Like, we've seen Joe Flacco in weeks one and two, not so much this week, but, like, he's fantasy relevant um, because of the weapons that are around him. And, Hoping that's the reason I was high on Zach Wilson. I'm he's probably going to prove me wrong. Um, and then add in right Tyler Conklin, eight targets, eight receptions, 84 yards. So uh, I'm not going to dwell too much on this team. The running back splits are interesting. Brees Hall got all the targets this year. Uh, I mean, this week 11 as opposed to Carter's two. Carter got three more carries than him. They both ran for 39 yards. Um, but I think Brees Hall may start taking more and more of this offense as the I, season goes on. I, I um, like week eight. It's going to be his backfield. Yeah, I, there will always be a split, I think, yeah. um, but it could start looking more like 55-45 or 60-40 in Brees Hall's favor. Yeah. I, I won't touch I on Joe Mixon. Brees Hall will take it over. Before, but, uh, I mean, Brees Hall has had, what, consecutive games with a, with 10-plus targets, so that's, that's really encouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah, love to see it. Elijah Moore, I, I mean, these guys are just getting peppered with targets because Flacco's just airing it out. That's probably not going to change when Zach Wilson... Elite. Comes back if or Taylor well, Taylor says if he if he comes back, um, yeah, Wilson's gonna be slinging it for eighteen times for one hundred eighty-seven yards. I can't. Gary Wilson has been a nice surprise though. He's looked he's looked very good. Yeah, Flacco throws a good ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flacco may have. Are we good? Are we good on the Jets? Are we good on the Jets? Yeah, I think we're good. I think we've spoke too much about the Jets. All right. Speaking of bad teams, the Commanders lost with eight points um, to the Eagles, of course, uh, twenty-four to eight. Here, uh, I, again, it's like Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen. Honestly, it's okay. These guys are good at football. Three hundred forty passing yards, three touchdowns um, for Jalen Hurts. The backfield is Miles Sanders' backfield. Fifteen of the what twenty carries there, mm-hmm. and the only other person to do anything with those carries kenneth gainwell two yards carry so not exactly a whole lot to look at um aj brown 
10 targets, five receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Devontae Smith had his big week, 12 targets, eight receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. So for those of you that stacked Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, good for you. Uh, Dallas Goddard also saw the end zone. Um, Grant Calcaterra, Jack Stoll, again, fun fact at the tight end position, also had targets Mm -hmm. and receptions in this game. So, uh, guys, I don't know how much you want to touch on this other than Devontae, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts are good, and this is Miles Sanders' backfield. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, the only thing, he's just going to have some catching up to do to uh, Lamar Jackson for QB1, my my prediction. I mean, good Lord, who'd have thought, really? But uh, it's still looking good. I mean, he's QB3. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, really the big surprise for me is Antonio Gibson is still just okay. plotting away. I mean, he's RB13. He has been the last two years. Like he just pl- He's a plotter. He just plots. He just finds a way. Um, so he, he's fine. I, I I don't know. I mean... I'm okay with riding him as a as an RB two, but it, I'd I'm still sexy, be looking sure. week to week. You're still looking week to week on, you know, is the matchup good? I think he's st- he's still matchup dependent. I feel like in most cases because he's been getting good receiving work, and that's one of his big knocks. And he hasn't fumbled yet. So uh, until he does and misses the entire rest of that game, uh, I'm fine with starting Antonio Gibson week in week out. Yeah, Washington. Uh, the only thing I'll really touch on is. The only consistency in this offense, I guess, if you want to consider Antonio Gibson consistent, you can. But Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel—that's what this offense is running through. I thought it was, I thought yeah. Logan Thomas was a part of that, but then I remembered he's a tight end, so that that doesn't exist. Um, but Curtis Samuel, yeah. Terry McLaurin, still still getting looks. Um, and if you're if you're a Dallas Goddard owner, keep playing him. Just keep playing him. He doesn't need a lot of targets to do a lot of damage. Yeah, let me say about the commanders, like I I would not worry about this game. Like the Eagles defense is really good. The so Eagles, you the may best not have team in the NFC right now. Yeah, you, you may not have gotten the performance you've seen in previous weeks, but like I would not be afraid to go back to the well with Gibson, McLaurin, Samuel, even Jahan Dotson. I mean, those guys are still getting Dotson eight targets, McLaurin nine, Samuel ten. We know that Samuel's getting work out of the backfield as well, running the ball. So I'm hoping maybe that people aren't playing them in DFS this next week um, after this performance against the Eagles, but it was a really good defense. Um, so I'm I'm going to kind of write that game off. And if you want people with lower exposure next week, maybe maybe look there. Um, but guys, let's get to probably the surprise of the week. Um, unless you listened to last week's preview show and listen to me in DFS, Jaguars 38, Chargers 10. My starting quarterback in DFS in the Millie Maker was Trevor Lawrence stacked with Christian Kirk and Ramondre Stevenson was also on that team. We made one money. So welcome to everybody out there. We're positive two out of three weeks here, but off of my high horse there with the Jaguars offense, there was a risk there. I'm going to take my victory lap. We talked a little bit about James Robinson, 17 carries to ETN's 13. He had a hundred yards and the touchdown. And again, they're both, they both got three targets, three receptions. ETN did have 30 yards to Robinson 16. But as an ETN fan and owner, I just I don't like those splits. And then, of course, Christian Kirk, six receptions, 72 yards, touchdown. Zay Jones, 10 receptions, 85 yards, touchdown. Marvin Jones, four receptions, 33 yards, touchdown. Um, so there's a theme there. My problem in DFS was I double stacked with Ingram and not two of the wide receivers because I'm a moron. But otherwise, it I mean, that would have been an unbelievable week. Guys, thoughts on this Jacksonville offense? Uh, is Christian Kirk the best wide receiver in the NFL? Yes. Um, 
No, I, um, no, I was, I was excited about him going there. Like I, like I mentioned to you guys before the show, I think the thing that scared people off was that price tag that he actually got. So everyone was like, Oh, he's not worth that. Is he that good? Is he that good? There's no way. Um, but he is. So, and he's turning out to be Lawrence's number one target and Lawrence is turning out to be good. So that's going to be a good connection this year. Um, and ride it out, let it ride. Um, trade him if you want, keep him if you want. I feel like you can do either or, um, he's going to keep producing. So, uh, you know, we talked about Robinson already, so we'll we'll leave that. But this offense is is looking good, and Kirk is a big part of it. So I'm excited about Kirk. Yeah, we touched on Robinson quite a bit earlier. Um, and Trevor Lawrence looks great. Christian Kirk, I mean, best receiver in the league. So we won't touch on that. Um, Zay Jones. Right. I mean, we I feel like we've been waiting for this because they did get they gave Zay Jones quite a bit of money too. So I mean, he's very involved. I feel like this game was more about the Chargers and just the complete disaster that that ensued. Like I don't know what they, I don't know what they're doing. I thought the Chargers were like a sneaky defense this week with their with the pass rush between Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I thought they could get to Lawrence and bother him, but that wasn't the case. Um, they probably shouldn't have had Herbert out there. I know he wanted to gut it out, but like you've got your whole future ahead of you, and like one yeah. game wasn't going to make a difference. The lack of rushes for Austin Eckler is extremely concerning. I mean, he's still getting a ton of work in the passing game which i mean i'm i'm not freaking out about austin eckler he's still an elite running back but it's time to get him going on the ground game it's like it's like sony michelle should not be outpacing austin eckler there there's no reason for that um joshua palmer he's slowly coming into his own he's a player i like a lot um mike williams is, is just another one of those weeks for mike williams so he just like a guessing game with him you know you don't know when he's going to explode but when he does it's gigantic but when he busts you bust hard um Jalen yeah. Guyton is out for the rest of the year so I think that opens things up for for Palmer and Mike Williams and Gerald Everett whenever Keenan Allen comes back but this was a really disappointing performance from the Chargers yeah, I, Mike Williams is definitely having that Mike Williams season um, through three weeks you can really tell what's going on uh, with with someone and Mike Williams is certainly hitting that uh, hitting that stride of a couple bad weeks, a couple good weeks. Um, quick association game. Who would you rather have rest of the year? Let's say uh, up against Mike Williams, DK Metcalf or Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. That's just because of the offense. Give me somebody on a decent offense, and I might go the other way. I might you know? go Deontay there. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, lot of odd offenses going on. Um, let's see. Let's let's find one more here. Let's let's do a little riskier one. You might not think of Rashad Bateman or or uh, or Mike Williams. I'll take. Uh, I think I'd go Williams. I think there. I'd probably go Williams. Personally. I think William, just because Williams will, I think they'll have a similar breakdown, but I think Williams' weeks will be bigger. Yeah, the, I think there might be more volume just in that offense in general as well in the passing game. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Yeah, I think the the Chargers. It was like the whole offense played scared because of Herbert's injury. Uh, like I just, it was it was just a timid game. It felt like from them. You would um, think that I agree. Like Eckler, Eckler more work then, but he didn't. I he didn't get that much. Yeah, no, I had Eckler in uh, as my run back in that game because I was thinking that 
Jags were going to have to play catch up. That's why I have my double stack with Trevor Lawrence. I had Eckler, which again, because of the passing work, eight targets, eight receptions, 48 yards. It was okay. It didn't kill me, but obviously didn't help. But like you said, Sonny Michelle, five carries, Austin Eckler, four. I, I just, that doesn't make any sense to me in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and again, like you said, just waiting to see when is Keenan Allen back uh, and how does that, again, affect Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter. Saw Mike Williams have one really big game without Keenan Allen. This one was a really bad game, got bailed out because his one catch for 15 yards mm-hmm. was a touchdown. Um, and then Gerald Everett, a little bit quieter this week, but. This offense should get back to normal as Herbert gets back into feeling all right. Again, it may take another week or two for that to happen, but uh, I don't have too many concerns um, about the offense in general. As long as Eckler is getting more running game work than Sony Michelle. I have Sony Michelle in best ball, but like it, it just doesn't make sense. So, um, guys, Rams 20, Cardinals 12, defending champs. Um, Matthew Stafford 70. 70- Two percent completion percentage in this game, so no touchdowns, but two hundred forty-nine passing yards. You know, good for him. Cam Akers not dead yet. Twelve carries to Daryl Henderson's four, sixty-one yards, and a touchdown. Um, and a none of off. the passing uh, touchdown. There was a touchdown. You just that's all people need to hear. Touchdown. Um, none, of the, none of the passing work, which was flipped from the game before, where he had more receptions and targets than Daryl Henderson. Again, it's. It's going to be a split. It looks like Akers, at least right now, for the past two games, has gotten more carries, but Henderson had more in week one. Cooper Cup, six targets, four receptions, 44 yards. Again, not having a touchdown is what kind of hurts Cup there. Didn't get 100 yards. Allen Robinson, kind of a struggle for myself and Chris. Five targets, two receptions, 23 yards. Shout out Ben Skowronek. Skowronek, sorry. That's a tough name. Four targets, four receptions, 66 yards, so good good for him. Um, Cooper Cup did have his rushing touchdown, but no Gritty. receiving, let me clarify. And Tyler Higby, man, just still doing Tyler Higby things. Four receptions, 61 yards. When you get double digits from the tight end without a touchdown, it's a good day. Yeah, just a lot of gritty players on on uh, on the Rams. Um, this team pretty much just is ranked where I, where I had them all early seasons. The quarterbacks are fine. Uh, the t- the number one receiver for each team, obviously Cooper Cup's fine. Marquise Brown is going to be fine. Uh, Higby is in that like Hawkinson range, just viable. Stardom, don't really care. Don't don't really, you know, I'm not going to sub him out for anyone if there's a lesser player. You know, I'm not really going to play the matchups of Higby's the best guy and the running backs on both teams. I just don't really care about Connor. Uh, I figured would regress, which I was kind of saying early season, and he has uh, a little. I think he's a little banged up too, which certainly doesn't help, but. Um, and it's, it's, it's a little hard to well. get him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you also did figure that was going to happen too, but and then the Rams backfield, I still just don't really want a part of, and I don't have any a part of, so um, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Cooper Cup, Brown, quarterbacks, Higby, and Zach Ertz. I, I'll take all of them. Other guys, not too, don't really care for that much. Greg, Greg Dortch, don't, don't forget Greg Dortch. Greg. Yeah, Greg Dorch. I mean, honestly, like it, it jokes was, aside, he yeah. he could he could be good streamer, bye week guy. He's wide receiver. He's not Hopkins. Right, wide receiver twenty, just for the people that aren't doing any research. Um, wide receiver twenty uh, per game: thirteen point three, fifteen point five, seventeen. Um, so just going to throw those out there. It's not well, like Rondell Moore has been out. So once Rondell Moore comes back, and I think Russell that's that's just, the Rondell Moore role, out, and Moore is the better player. From are we? As well. Are we guaranteeing that Rondell Moore is going to have that spot and is not just absolutely in the doghouse in Arizona like he was all year? I don't know. I, I, I think he. I think he's the better player for sure. So I, yeah, I won't argue that. 
I, 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 I think that. he just takes, I think, I mean, it'll be a little bit more of a split to start, but I think more will eventually take it out. And then Hopkins. So a lot of, a lot of targets will go to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. It's going it'll, it'll to, it'll be, it'll be a mess here. I mean, Kyler's going for the ball those guys, 50 so. times a game. So there's going to be plenty to go around. Yeah. Hasn't played as much Call of Duty, which is good. I love it. I love it. QB1. All right. Speaking of QB1, guys, Falcons, Seahawks, um, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Sorry. Marcus Mariota for the Falcons, another rushing touchdown this week. Um, we talked about Cordero Patterson, 17 rushing attempts, 141 yards. Again, for math, 8.29 yards per carry. Rushing touchdown, also saw a target reception, 12 yards. Greg London, still alpha, three receptions, 54 yards, touchdown. Um, and then Kyle Pitts actually got a little bit more work. You know, it makes sense when you have a guy like that to get him the ball, five receptions, 87 yards. Um, so, again, like you mentioned on the other offense, I don't know. There are four guys here, right? Like you would play Pitts, London, Patterson, and Superflex Mariota. I mean, am I, am I wrong in this? I, I did bench Brady and Rogers last week for Mariota in a one QB, so it kind of worked out. I mean, Rogers scored two points more than Mariota, but still, I, I, that that's how like weird some some of these guys are right now. Like I felt confident in doing that, and how much I think it says how much I'm, I like Mariota as opposed to. The matchups the other two had against good defenses, but Mariota he can get it done. He can get it done. Mariota, so I like him. Mariota's QB fourteen, right behind your guy Joe Flacco at QB thirteen. Just elite. out there, elite. Uh, I already touched so, on Patterson. Yeah. Um, Mariota, yeah. I mean, that was my bold prediction. He'd be what top five in QB rushing yards and QB touchdowns this year. So we'll see. The yardage wasn't yeah. there, but the touchdown was. Um, if you were worried about Kyle Pitts, there's. There's really no need to be worried about about him. And Drake London, he's just he's going to keep getting better each game. So I'm um, I'm excited. And then flipping over to the other side, so Geno Smith, uh, just 72 percent completion percentage. I mean, I don't care about fantasy. Like the guy's actually halfway decent quarterback when it comes to efficiency. 325 yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, the backfield, we've talked about it, plenty of guys, but like Penny, Homer, Walker, and DJ Dallas. All had catches, and only Homer did not have a target. So there's so much of a split. Penny led the way with rushing yards with 66. Um, and then Metcalf is an alpha, five receptions, 64 yards, got the touchdown catch. Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 76 yards. He's still good at football. Not really worried about anybody behind that. And then flip a coin between Colby Parkinson, Will Disley, and Noah Fant on who's going to catch a touchdown pass. And if you get it right, good for you. Yeah, have good luck. Have fun. Speaking of things that are disgusting, Taylor, sorry, but Packers, 14 bucks, 12. They did get bailed out by the next game we'll talk about for just being absolutely the grossest game on the slate. Um, Romeo Romeo Dubs, um, breakout happening. Um, He's going way too high in drafts, but like big game. Um, And then he was, but I, where I could play him last week, I picked him up every chance I couldn't play him. So we, I, you knew it was coming last week with him. He's the only guy there. No Christian Watson, no Sammy Watkins. Um, and then Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, perfect 50-50 split, 12 attempts each, 36 yards Jones, 32 yards A.J. Dillon. Targets, four for Jones, three for Dillon, three receptions Jones, two receptions Dillon, 11 yards Jones, six yards Dillon. It's who gets the touchdowns. These guys are going to be up and down depending on who scores, but they're both good players. Yeah, I mean, you're firing up Jones every week because mm-hmm. – you never know when you're going to get week two Aaron Jones, but you got to fire him up because of his involvement in the receiving and rushing game. AJ Dillon, he may not be a must start, but you're 
probably starting him based on where you drafted him. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not ready to jump on the Dobbs train just yet, just because I think Rodgers is really going to continue to spread the ball around. I think it, this could be Alan Lazard next week. Like He could have Dobbs's uh, stat line next week. I mean, Robert Tanyan got really involved, so... This game was ugly as all hell, though. I mean, Tampa Bay, like, I get it. Green Bay's defense did play well, but, I mean, Tampa Bay is missing almost all their weapons. They're missing Evans and Godwin and Julio. So, I mean, this this kind of game was expected. Frankly, Green Bay should have dismantled Tampa Bay. Hammered the under. Hammered yeah. the under. Both offenses were missing key players. Both defenses are really good and weren't missing a lot of players, and they both played well. So that's why we kind of saw only a few players even do anything. Um, yeah, I, I think Dobbs is going to be a clear wide receiver two, maybe even the wide receiver one in that offense by season's end, to be honest. Speaking of a wide receiver one, Russell Gage, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 87 yards and a touchdown. So do, do want to throw that out there. Also, for all the people talking about Tom Brady and like this is the cliff and blah, 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 I, I swear to goodness, we do this every single year, right? Like, oh, Tom Brady's teams are not good. It, age is caught up to him. Just... Let's let's hold off. Like I just, I'm not going to doubt this guy. I'm not going to doubt him until he is absolutely done. Um, also, Fournette. I mean, not a great game. Only 35 yards rushing, but I am encouraged that he saw six targets, five receptions, 35 yards. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be just fine. I think this offense and Brady are going to pick it up later in the season, and they actually have to win games. And I still think they're going to win that division. And Brady's going to go off in the games against the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. Not exactly great teams. Um, about it on that one. Um, speaking of absolutely disgusting, Broncos 11, 49, 49ers 10. Um, Gosh. As I'm, I, we talked about it a little bit in our group chat. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready to blame Russell Wilson. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to keep blaming coaching staffs. Like, you go from ex girlfriend to ex girlfriend and always talk about how, like, they're the problem. At a certain point, like, I don't know. Look oh, in the, obviously. Look in the mirror, right? Like, I don't know. Taylor, maybe it's time for you to look in the mirror with all your ex girlfriends and, like, you just complain. But like I, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm getting there, right? Like we're always maybe the running backs are better options, and that's why his teams always run the ball. Um, Javante Williams, 58 yards. Melvin Gordon, 26. Um, they're both getting targets out of the backfield, so I like both of those running backs in fantasy. Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, probably still a little bit banged up, but had 10 targets, eight receptions, 97 yards. So he looks like the alpha right now. Um, Alberto, two targets, one reception, 12 yards. But I just as I. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not in on Russell Wilson at this point. I just, I'm, I'm going to have to wait and see him actually do something because we've been asking for it for a long time and saying he's really good. And he won Super Bowls in Seattle because of the running game and because of the defenses. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with I Russell mean, Wilson. I think there is reason to be worried. Like, I'm benching Russell Wilson wherever I have him in favor of guys like Yeah, let Russ cook on, on my yeah. bench. Um, I'm willing to give it one more week, though, because, like, I'm hoping. Like, he mm. took a lot of moment. He he built one hell of a drive for Denver to win that game, um, specifically throwing it to Cortland Sun a lot. And that's what they should be doing. Um, I'm hoping he, he can ride that momentum for the rest of the season based on that one drive. But if Denver can't score, they're, they're so inefficient, and it's so frustrating, um, then I'm going to be worried. But I am encouraged by Sutton's volume. But besides that, I mean, Javante and Melvin, it's worst-case scenario if you're a Javante owner, like a, a complete timeshare. Like, I get – I just – I don't understand why people were taking him in round two as your RB1. Like, 
do you think Melvin Gordon was yeah. just going to go away? It's not. Like, he's there. And they, they like him. They like him in that offense. He's also getting goal line carries, which has to be infuriating for all Javante owners. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of bell cow running backs, guys, Jeff Wilson, 12 carries, 75 yards, three targets, three receptions, like 31 him. yards. I, the only other guy to actually get serious carries out of this backfield was not Jordan Mason. It was not Marlon Mack. It was Debo Samuel, and he gets those regardless of who's playing running back. So if you picked up Jeff Wilson, good for you. He's going to be the guy. Yep. Um, Debo got his eight targets, five receptions, 73 yards, five carries, six rushing yards. Brandon Ayuk caught the touchdown pass on three targets for 39 yards. Not really interested in Juwan Jennings or Ray Ray McLeod. George Kittle's first game back, and all of a sudden, Ross Dwelly and Tyler Croft just don't see any targets, so that's good. Um, Kittle, five targets, four receptions, 28 yards. Again, a guy coming back from in- injury, just going to be a little bit slower, but my takeaway is, after all the talk about waiver wires and the injuries to Elijah Mitchell and Tyrion Davis-Price, Jeff Wilson's just the guy in the backfield now. That's great. If he stays healthy. Next week. Yeah. Just we need we need somebody to be healthy in that backfield. Um, all right, last game Monday night. Just saw it fresh on the mind. Cowboys twenty three, Giants sixteen. Um, we'll talk Cowboys first since they were the winners. Um, but CD Lamb is the touchdown catch. Um, he had twelve targets, eight receptions, eighty seven yards. So was yes. starting to think he was a maybe he was a fake alpha. Um, he. I don't know. There's a chance it was against the Giants, so I'm not going to put too much uh, into it. Noah Brown, again, seven targets, five receptions, 54 yards. Uh, looks like Michael Gallup might have a chance of playing this next week, so it'll be interesting to see how that affects both Lamb and Brown. Wouldn't surprise me once Gallup is healthy if he's just kind of the alpha on this offense. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb, big game. People have been waiting on that. And then we see the split in the backfield. Ezekiel Elliott, 15 carries. Tony Pollard, 13. Pollard had 105 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 73. Then again, with Cooper Rush at quarterback, you're going to have to rely on those two and then hope play action works and that you get guys like CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown open, um, especially considering Dalton Schultz is missing time. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott owners got lucky because he scored a touchdown yesterday, so now they can trade him off their team. <laughs> Tony Pollard. Uh, so sorry, sorry, to the, sorry to the sucker that got traded. Smart. Ezekiel Elliott this do week, it. But if you have oh Elliott, gosh, do get it. Get him off your team now. As fast as you can. Do it yesterday. I don't know why you're still waiting. Tony Pollard looks great. He looks explosive. I don't want either of them. I mean, do you want... I don't want either of them. Yes, yeah, so I'll take Tony Pollard every day of the week for his price. Probably, but... At, at, at cost. At cost. Pollard. Sure, surely they're about the same price now. No. If I offered you Ezekiel Elliott for Tony Pollard, would you accept well, it? I'd take Pollard. I'd take Pollard, too. That's what I thought. Less carries, yeah, but more not efficient. Is, He's uh, getting... Not everyone sees it that way. Everybody that listens to this show is smart enough and knows Pollard is the way to go. Um, speaking of the way to go in the backfield, Saquon Barkley, 14 carries, 81 yards, one touchdown. I can hear Taylor doing his victory lap over there on the, the Barkley side of things. Uh, so already did. RB1 right now uh, in full point PPR. Sterling Shepard, guys, was the wide receiver there. 10 targets, five receptions, 49 yards, now out for the rest of the year with hmm. an ACL tear. So... I mean, it's the offense is Saquon Barkley. I mean, is it Richie James? Is it David Sills? Is it Kenny Galladay? I, I got to have a feeling like 
I don't know, Will Fuller, Odell Beckham, like you, you got to be getting phone calls. Like you can't, you can't go out there with Richie James, David Sills, and Kenny Galladay at wide receiver and try to win games in the NFL. Saquon Barkley may get 500 targets this year from Daniel Jones if that's the case. It's a disaster. Don't even, don't even bother. Yeah, it's, if I pick up Kenny Galladay in a league, just I'm gonna call, I'm call me, call talk me. to me, call my family, call the police because something's wrong with me. Um, it's Barkley, and that's it. That, that's it. Agreed. That's Agreed. all it is. That's all it ever was. I, I, Daniel Jones didn't have 79 rushing yards. Sneaky. Sneaky athletic. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones. Um, but he's going to have to. Him and Saquon are, I, I just, I, I don't want. Saquon, yes. Everything else, not interested. Um, Daniel Bellinger, five targets, four receptions, 40 yards. I'm just going to keep throwing out the names of players that I mentioned once in the preseason um, that do anything in a game. So, guys, recap there of week three. Uh, we do have DFS show coming up this week. We'll also preview uh, the games coming up, including the game in London. So early morning, I love that. There's football on for longer on Sunday. All for it. Uh, fellas, it's been fun. It's been real. Thanks for uh, showing up to work this week. Oh, yeah. Finally. Finally. All right. Week four. Taylor, you and me this week in, in the home league. Let's, let's get after it. Yeah, can't wait to go three and one. Let's go, baby. Yeah, same here. Okay. Oh, well. Hi, fellas. Good one. See you. I do have the most points scored by a wide margin. I'll just say that. Chris, who do you play? DJ. No, I'm not writing it off yet. I'm still going to say good win at about 11 o'clock on Sunday. (laughs) Guys, come on. It's, it's premature. It has to be post-kickoff. No, I have to say good luck no, it's before not. anything is posted.